Hello out there. We're on the air. Welcome back. Welcome to the 88 Sats radio channel. Welcome to the daily Bitcoin journey. Actionable and logical discussion for Bitcoiners and future Bitcoiners. Did everybody notice the new thumbnail today? It's officially winter here in the prairies. It is. Let me do a check on this. I checked a little while ago, but it might be, might have warmed up a little. So it is the first day of winter officially. We've had a really good winter here. So I decided to finally change the thumbnail. Minus 36 today in the Canadian prairies. Minus 36. <laughs> but the good news is, is that we're probably f less than four months away now from hitting some golf balls. So going to play some golf tomorrow indoor. And uh, so I, I've been kind of hanging this onto this show for a little while now. And I wanted to get a few things done, a few things in order before talking about this. And that is done. So I want to dedicate today's show to 88 people out there. You know who you are. I'm sure there's a few people going to be watching the show. And so we're going to talk about today purchasing a golf course with one Bitcoin. How the hell are we going to do that? I mentioned the show is kind of focused on Bitcoiners, future Bitcoiners, newer Bitcoiners following along together on this journey, learning about Bitcoin, the ins and outs. And we've done, I think, a pretty good job of covering the must-know topics. We're going to keep doing that. But I like mixing in some thought experiments. I want the show to be, you know, focused on thought-provoking ideas. Get the brain thinking a little bit different way. It's a good start to the morning. And hopefully after hearing this, after seeing everything for a little while on this channel, you'll be able to start connecting some dots on your own. And even if you're not, even if you're not a golfer, I want you to apply this to anything in your life, whatever interest you have, that's the golf course is just kind of the thing for this, but it's the idea. It's the whole concept and the theory of what Bitcoin is doing and the impact it's having on the world. Good. Forgot to say this. Good morning, everybody in the chat on YouTube, on Rumble and everybody watching later. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Tuesdays are typically my least favorite day of the week. And as I mentioned last week, I think how we change that in this household anyways, is that we started eating steaks every Tuesday night. So instead of dreading the Tuesday, now I look forward to it. Nice, pretty simple fix. Honestly, just put a steak in front of me, turn my day around. Okay. But before we get into the golf course thing today, let's get to the mempool. Had her loaded up because this one, I don't know how long this is going to take today. Could be half an hour. could be an hour. Who knows? We'll see. So the mempool today. We're currently at block height 825003. When I checked today, it was 825000. So for anybody new, just in case there are some people watching this just because of the title today, any golfers out there. This block height essentially means that since January the 3rd, 2009, when the very first Bitcoin block was mined, this is how many blocks have been mined since then. 825,000. 
And so for every new block that gets mined, new Bitcoin are put into circulation. So it's tip, it's essentially a countdown. So on, on that day in January, 2009, there was going to be 21 million Bitcoin, but over time, those Bitcoin would be mined and put into the circulating supply of Bitcoin. So since then, we've mined about 19 and a half million Bitcoin. And this, this is kind of important for the whole thesis here as well, the whole theory. And so for the next 120 years, based on the supply, the Bitcoin mining supply schedule, it's we're only going to have 1.5 million Bitcoin left for the next 120 years. So if you've heard about the halving, it's coming up in less than 100 days now. And that's the reason for it, because every four years, the new supply of Bitcoin gets chopped in half. So it's very top heavy for the first 15 years here. We've had 19 and a half million Bitcoin mined, released essentially. And for the next 120 years, we got only 1.5 million left because of the halving. So contrary to the mainstream news, the halving will not make your Bitcoin less valuable. In fact, it'll make you it twice as valuable, essentially. Good morning, Rick. And a reminder to everybody out there, smash the likes. Gotta love Rick. So block height 825,000. The metrics today. The fees you're paying about 91 sats per V-byte. And I guess going back to this, no, we're not going to do that today. We're going to skip that. But I will say that I've been I've been trying to send a transaction for the last few days, few days to a week. And last night it finally went through. And the reason it went through <laughs> is because I smartened up a little bit and I replaced the fee. So what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks here is the Sparrow Wallet. And we're going to be focused on for 2024 and beyond only using the best tools available in Bitcoin. And the best tool, the best Bitcoin wallet that you can use is the Sparrow Wallet. It's completely free. All you have to do is download it onto your desktop. And that's how you should be communicating with your Bitcoin wallet with Sparrow because it has a lot of really good features in it, including the replace by fee. So with every block, there's a fee attached to it and you have to set your fee high enough to get included in the next block to get your transaction confirmed. And so my fee was too low. And so it sat there for a couple of days in the mempool. And it wasn't until I replaced the fee, I bumped it up that my transaction went through. And so that triggered this chat today because I finally got everything that I wanted to get done in Bitcoin done as it relates to the transaction. So we're going to get to that, but that's the fees today, about 91 sats per V-byte. It is up. Uh, so just make sure if you're sending Bitcoin, be aware of the costs. The, the price of Bitcoin today, 46,620 US dollars. The price of Bitcoin one year ago was 17,180 USD. And four years ago in the Bitcoin halving cycle, four years, every four years there's a halving cycle. The last one or four years ago today, January 9th, 2020, that you could have purchased one Bitcoin for $7,822 US. So Moscow time today, one US dollar will get you 2,137 sats. The price in Canada today, 62,162 Canadian dollars. Yesterday, I mentioned on the show that I thought that was about the equivalent of one average salary in Canada, and I was correct. So according to Google, 2022, the average 
annual salary in Canada before taxes was $59,000. So essentially, the value of one Bitcoin is the average person's one year of work in Canada, which is wild. I mean, you see these numbers and it just, they're just numbers, right? You hear million, you hear billion, you hear trillion. They're just numbers. But when you actually think about the energy required to go into those numbers, one year's salary before tax. So then you got to pay your income tax. You got to pay the carbon tax here in Canada, making sure the temps stay at minus 36. You got to pay your sales tax. You got to pay for all your stuff. So essentially, even though that's how much you're making before tax, it's probably going to take you at least 10, 20 years to actually save up to buy one Bitcoin. So that's the crazy part here. And if you're late to the party, that's okay, because we're going to what we're going to be talking about on the show today might change your mind on that. So the moose jaw time today in Canada, 16, one Canadian dollar, one loony will get you 1600 Satoshis. Country slicking. Is that a cake? Happy birthday. Or coffee. <laughs> coffee. My birthday was in December, one month ago today. Didn't talk about it on the show because uh, it's just a birthday. So that's the metrics today. Uh, I'll take this off the screen here. Um, okay. So the question on today's show, or the purpose of today's show, is buying a golf course with one Bitcoin. And so my original concept on this, when I was talking about it with other people a year ago today, or a year ago in a bit, the general premise here was that Bitcoin had increased from the last 10 years by, say, three, I forget what it was. It was a significant number. So I said, if, it, if Bitcoin does it again in 10 years from now, the exact same thing, we'll have enough for a golf course. We'll have more than enough for a golf course. And so, I mean, people were like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. But do we know if it's going to happen or not? If the price is that in Bitcoin, how much is that going to be in real dollars? Even though you might have, it's, even though your Bitcoin might be worth 10 million bucks, what's that really going to get you? So the theory was okay. But since then, I've learned a few things. And so today's focus here is going to be on a theory based on Jeff Booth's premise of everything else, every asset, everything on earth falling in comparison to Bitcoin. And so that's the, the chart that we're going to be looking at today. I'm going to be, I'm going to bring it up here in a sec. So this kind of flips it on its head, essentially. So we're going to go through, we're going to look at the last 14 years here. I got a little graphic. Might as well just get right into it. And we're going to look at things. So essentially what we're going to do here is we're going to look at the history of it. We're going to look at the future, why I think that it will continue. And then we're going to talk about how it happens. How could that, like the whole scenario in terms of finding a course, finding somebody who's selling it, etc. And then we're going to talk about a few things that you can do today. Comment in the chat quickly. Thought carbon tax is only for corporations. I didn't know Canada tax citizens. Actually, we have two carbon taxes here. And those, the people who file income tax returns get some sort of a rebate every year. But 
the carbon tax, they are taxing corporations. They're taxing the gas. They're taxing the food to, or the gas to get the food from place to place. So the consumer does pay for it, even though it's not directly taxed. Our heating bills and stuff are taxed, but it's, it's really in our products that we consume where we see the, the carbon tax. And we have two of them now. There are country or there are provinces like Saskatchewan who basically gave Trudeau the big GFY and said, we're not paying this anymore and good on them. And I think our premier here in Manitoba, as much as my feelings are mixed on him, I think he's uh, put it on pause as well. And the crazy thing about that is if you think about, sorry, this is just a bit of an aside, but if you think about how much carbon Canada actually releases compared to the bigger countries like China, even if we, first of all, what, where the, where's the money even going to? Like, what are they trying to accomplish with it? They got lasers in the sky investing, they're investing into that's shooting down the sun. I don't know. Plus we need carbon. We're made of carbon. We need it to survive. That's what people are missing. But one day we will get the clowns out of our government and we'll be able to live happily ever after. <laughs> where was I here? Uh, so this is this is the chart here. And so if you look at this is the average price of a house in Canada. And I was going to try to find vacation homes, but I think that that was a very tall order. So I just went with homes because it's a home. It's a golf course. It's property. It has the same kind of characteristics involved. So this is the price of the average home in Canada since 2010. It's gone from 340,000 Canadian up to 694, touching 7,000 in 2022. So it's basically doubled. Price of homes in the last 10 years or 14 years have doubled. And so that's, you know, if you if you bought a house or you bought some property in 2010 for 340,000 bucks and, you know, you've watched everything that's happened, but the majority of your wealth is stored in your house. So you're happy because the price of your house is now worth $694,000. It's doubled. That's a pretty good investment. You would think. But then you look at the Bitcoin price. And back in 2010, the price of one Bitcoin was seven cents. <laughs> 2011, it jumped to 32 cents. And so on and so forth. And you can kind of see the four-year cycles here as well. It jumps and then it drops. It goes up and then it drops. So that's cool. We got the, the average home price. We got the Bitcoin price. So let's see what the Bitcoin per house looks like. Because in 2010, it would have cost you 4.8 million Bitcoin to buy a house in Canada. 4.8 million Bitcoin. So as we continue down the, the line here, in 2011, it would have cost you 946 Bitcoin, 946,000 Bitcoin to purchase one house. And so I'm just going to drag this all the way down and we can see what happens. Hopefully you guys can see this. If not, you might have to watch it on a computer or, or a TV later. But you can see that the number goes from very high to very low, at least. That's what you can see. So this went from 4.8 million Bitcoin all the way down to today, one house in Canada. Even though the price has gone up, even though the price of homes have doubled, one house in Canada will cost you 11 Bitcoin now. 
and Jeff Booth has talked about this, and I would highly encourage, highly recommend you check out anything to do with Jeff Booth later uh, because he's been talking about this for the last couple months. And I think it doesn't really matter what show you watch, but the, the concept is the same, that everything else is falling in comparison to Bitcoin. And he gives the, the logic for it, the proof there. But I mean, this is enough proof for me to see the actual numbers. So right now in 2024, one house will cost you 11 Bitcoin. And so we can see how things are trending here. And the reason why I think that this is the historical aspect of it, and I want to talk about the future aspect as well, because I don't have a crystal ball. I didn't even try to predict what it's going to look like in 10 years from now. But let's just, let's take a little pause here, because with if you were to purchase one Bitcoin today, the idea is not that you're going to turn around and sell it in a year or two from now. The idea here is that you're going to sit on it for at least, say, 5, 10, 15 years. That's the idea. Everything we do with Bitcoin is very long-term focused. This isn't your typical legacy financial system where you want to buy it low and sell it high. You're probably never going to sell your Bitcoin, for one, if you're if you're wise. But the other part is that you, you want to just buy it and let everything else fall in relation to Bitcoin. And with that, your purchasing power increases. So it doesn't really matter what the price is in dollar terms. The only thing that matters is everything else is falling in comparison to Bitcoin. And so the reason why I think that this will continue to trend in the exact same direction is two reasons. The and... You know, when I was going through this, there was a million different things running through my head, but I really want to keep this as simple as possible without getting too complex and too hypothetical here. So we can assume that the average price of homes in Canada will, or the average price of property, we'll just call it that. The average homes is what we're using in Canada here, but the average property, we've seen it double in the last 15 years, but is it going to continue? Probably. With inflation, I would expect this number to keep going up, but for how long? Because during the during these times, the interest rates were almost zero. So when interest rates are zero or just above that, prices go up because debt is much more accessible to people. So people can take on more debt without paying the interest on their mortgages. And so the prices go up because they can afford to buy more. But we've seen in the last year that they've gone from zero interest rates to like 5% now. Might even be higher in Canada. I don't even know. So what would we expect then? Even though the inflation is going to continue, I would expect that these property prices to actually start going down in price. Because people aren't going to be able to afford these houses based on the interest rates. If you look at a typical mortgage, you see the value of the house, the price of the house, but you don't factor in the interest payments into that. And when you have four, five, six percent interest rates on there, the amount of interest you're paying on a house is essentially the same as the cost of the house. So if you purchased a house for a million bucks at four or five percent, you're essentially going to be paying a total of two million bucks for that house, for that property. So as interest rates go up, which we've seen, the prices should come down. And we are starting to see that, I think, whether 
directly or not yet in your area. That's kind of the general theme in Canada here is that housing prices are starting to cool down a little bit. So that's one part of it that I do. I don't think that this is going to keep doubling every 10 years. I think it's actually going to start slowing down a bit. So let's just say for no, we're not even going to do that. We're just going to use that theory. And for the price of Bitcoin, the reason why I think that this is very indicative of what's coming is because all of this, these 14 years, is based on about 0.1% of the world owning Bitcoin. So even though we've seen it go from $0.07 cents in 2010 all the way to $62,000 in 2024, that's only 0.1% of the world's population. And Bitcoin is a worldwide asset. It has a worldwide demand, making it very liquid. So we're missing 99.9% of the rest of the world here with this increase in Bitcoin's price. So not only do I think that this will kind of flatline, I do expect the Bitcoin price to continue to go up. And when that happens, this Bitcoin per house, per property, is going to continue to fall. What is it going to get to? I have no idea. But we're, we're considering everything here and we're saying that 99.9% .9 of people still are not into Bitcoin yet. They don't own any yet. Plus, we have the supply going down. We talked about the halving at the start of the show. Plus, the big money is not here yet. Until the Bitcoin ETF is approved, this is all pretty much just the average Joes and Janes. People like me and you. That's who's buying this right now. So when the big money comes in, what's going to happen to the price? Supply is not going up. You cannot change the supply. It's fixed and going down. The demand is obviously going to go up as more and more people start using Bitcoin. And so that's kind of the two factors why I think that this will continue to happen in this trend. So then what does that look like? If we look at 10 years down the road, okay, let's just look at this as a, you know, just so we have some sort of logic here. So let's say that the golf course is going to be worth, we'll go 10 million bucks just for shits and gigs, 10 million bucks. And so basically what would need to happen is that Bitcoin needs to reach par with that 10 million bucks, which is, you know, very possible. That would get it to one to one, one Bitcoin to purchase one golf course. And that would be, you know, a premier golf course I would expect. There was a golf course that sold for, I think, less than a million dollars in Scotland this year. So this, even this is pretty high. So, but that's not the point. The point is that everything will continue to fall in relation to Bitcoin. <clears throat> Cheers to the 0.0001% of people who front run the world, no doubt. So that's kind of the logic there and why I think that this could happen. And not only could it happen, I think that it's very possible that it's going to happen based on those two things based on the historical data that we have here and the general theory of everything else falling in comparison to Bitcoin. So that's, that's the history. That's the future, what I expect to happen. So do I think that it is possible to buy a golf course of one Bitcoin? I absolutely do. But, but let's talk about that. Let's talk about how this is actually going to happen because in order to buy a golf course, you're actually going to need somebody to be selling it. And so if you think about who owns golf courses right now, 
who is it? It's either the town, the municipality, or it's some 60, 70, 80 year old guy. And so think we're going to talk about both of these things. So first of all, let's talk about the, the person. So let's pretend there's a 70 or 80 year old man right now who owns a golf course and think about how many golf courses there are in the world. It's not like they're very scarce. So there's people around the world who own golf courses. In 10 or 15 years from now, if they don't have any kids or they don't have any people within their family that they want to pass it down to, they're going to be looking to sell it. And what's the more attractive option for somebody like that? To hold on to this golf course, to pass it on to their kids who don't have no interest in it. And the, meanwhile, this golf course, golf courses don't make a whole lot of money. Even though golf has exploded in the last couple of years, golf courses do not make a whole lot of money. They have a ton of costs involved. They're very dependent on the weather, the climate. And they're, they're a very high upkeep to a golf course. Plus, you have to find people to come there. So there's a whole business involved in a golf course. And so if you're if you're breaking even or less or you know worse than that, and then you look at this asset like Bitcoin, and at this point, we'll be 25, 30 years into this thing. There'll be a lot more knowledge about it. There'll be a lot more comparisons and charts like this that people are talking about. And these people aren't stupid. Anybody, if somebody owns a golf course right now, they probably made some good decisions in their life. And so they'll look at a Bitcoin versus a golf course. And this isn't going to be for everybody, but there will be people who will want to sell their golf course for Bitcoin. There's no maintenance involved with Bitcoin. They can protect their family's wealth by exchanging their golf course for the Bitcoin. And I do think that that will happen. And the, the cool thing about this, and I wanted to, to talk about this as well, is I just envisioned how that happens. So you find, you find somebody looking to sell a golf course, you offer them a Bitcoin and think about how that would look today. You'd have to find a valuation for the course. You'd have to pay tens of thousands of dollars to do that. You each have to get a lawyer. You have to get the banks involved. You have to get a contract made up, all this kind of stuff. It could take a year, two years beyond. With Bitcoin, 25, 30 years into this thing now, it's more mature. And you go to this guy and you say, I'd like to purchase your golf course here for one Bitcoin. Nobody else is there. I mean, he probably has an idea of what it's worth and there'll be a price of Bitcoin or SaaS at that time. But you say, I'd like to give you a Bitcoin for this golf course. And he says, okay. So then in, <laughs> in the clubhouse there, <clears throat> it's funny, but I mean, this is the kind of stuff that runs through my head. You're sitting in the clubhouse with him and there you don't need the banks. You don't need lawyers. You don't need anybody else there. You just send him one Bitcoin. And before you leave that clubhouse, you can have a beer, you can maybe eat some food. But before you leave that golf course, that Bitcoin is going to be in his wallet. There's no law firms that have to hold it in trust. There's no banks that can say no to that. You sent him the Bitcoin. The golf course is yours. You'll have to sign a contract saying that the title now belongs to you. But that's what it looks like in this new system. So there's a lot that goes into that whole theory there. But that is, you know, how I see it happening and how this whole world is going to change 
in those aspects, not only of everything falling in comparison to Bitcoin, but just how the whole system is going to look at that point. Country Slicken, are you guys on Noster? I'm thinking I'm thinking he's talking about everybody in the chat. So if that's the case, if you are on Noster, God bless you for one. But if you are, leave your ex-pub uh, in the comments today. And hopefully we can start following each other on there. And for those unfamiliar with Noster, you should familiarize yourself with it. It's amazing. I don't even know how to explain it. It's it's um, it's, it's censorship proof. And I think that that's going to be a big priority for a lot of people in the coming years. Haven't really went through it yet, but as they continue censoring on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, people are going to flock towards Nostra. And I think that the first touch of Bitcoin for a lot of people are actually going to be on Nostra because you can send Bitcoin back and forth, fractions of a Bitcoin, a Satoshi, back and forth if you find any sort of value from what other people are posting. Much more valuable than just a like. So where, where was I there? So that's the person. That's a person who's selling a golf course for one Bitcoin. But let's talk about the municipality here. So with this one, you think about a municipality, there's a, a ton of them. The, pl the place that I live, the municipality owns the golf course. And think about what their next 10 or 15 years is going to look like. They have to continue paying for all the costs to maintain your area. And as more and more, as prices continue to go up, as more and more carbon taxes get loaded on, they have to pay their employees more. They have to pay more for gas. They have a couple options there. They can either charge their citizens more in taxes. That's one option. They can ask the government for more money. And you know what happens whenever the government prints more money? Bitcoin's value goes up. Every dollar that's printed by the government, Bitcoin's value goes up. So that's kind of their options for meeting this um, requirement to maintain the area. Is that they're, Their costs are going to go up. They're going to have to find a way to facilitate those costs. And I'm sure wherever you're at right now, you've noticed that the, the price of property taxes have skyrocketed in the last 10 years because everything costs more. They have to pay more. Their employees, the gas, the machinery, everything costs more on their end. So they either have to increase their taxes and piss off the citizens or they ask the federal government for, mo for more money. And every time that happens, Bitcoin's value goes up. And you can kind of see the, the circle here, the cycle of governments having to print money, more and more money, as everything falls in comparison to Bitcoin, as they keep printing, it just accelerates. So that's kind of the municipality. So in that situation, they're looking at a guy who has one Bitcoin or a group of people who has one Bitcoin. They're making an offer on the golf course. So they're looking at their golf course that's been bleeding money for the last 50 years. They can only raise their prices so much before people just say, I can't afford to golf anymore. So they're looking at their two options here. You got one Bitcoin or you got one golf course. And think about at that point, what acquiring one Bitcoin for a municipality would look like. Because I'm thinking the majority of them are pretty old school. They're not really tapped into what's going on here. And so they're not going to be on the cutting edge of things here. So they're either going to have to, you know, raise a ton of money to, 
to own some Bitcoin or they can start trading their assets for Bitcoin. So I do think that there will be in 10 or 15 years from now, a ton of towns, cities, municipalities looking to offload assets, including a golf course for Bitcoin. So with that, you know, there's going to be more there's going to be more logistics involved. You're not going to go down to the municipality and transfer them one Bitcoin to their wallet. That's kind of the peer to peer aspect of it. There will be more legal costs involved, but that doesn't matter. It's, I still believe that there is going to be a market there for it in terms of somebody wanting to sell the golf course. 100% here. This is an, a great comment from the chat. The owner of the golf course will even offer a discount when purchasing with Bitcoin. So think about that. In 10 or 15 years from now, assuming that everything continues here, we, we don't have to assume the supply of Bitcoin going down, but we can assume the demand will go up and everything will continue to fall in comparison to Bitcoin. But think about that. If the owner of the golf course is looking to sell it without us reaching out to them, they have a, a purchase price on there. And in, instead of if Bitcoin is the shiny asset at that time that everybody wants, instead of taking dollars, instead of taking cash, having to swap that into a long-term replacement of this golf course, think about the costs involved with that. Think about the potential tax implications, whatever that looks like. There is going to be much more of a headache if you're purchasing a golf course with cash or dollars compared to Bitcoin. So yes, I do believe that, you know, there's already businesses offering discounts for paying in Bitcoin because it is the preferred money to people already. And think about what that's going to look like in 10 or 15 years from now. So not only will you be able to purchase this golf course, but you'll actually get a discount on it if you're paying in Bitcoin. Great comment there. So that is the theory here. And I think that went on for a pretty ideal amount of time. I was hoping it wouldn't drag on forever. Um, but what I would say kind of as a piece of advice, because it's easy to just say hypothetically that could happen, but as a piece of advice, what I would say to you is that, you know, if you're somebody like me who doesn't have the ability to purchase a golf course right now, if you're somebody like me who doesn't have a whole lot of disposable income, what I would say is just Take whatever you can find, whatever asset, whatever cash you have, whatever you can round up, whether that's $1,000, $2,000, whatever that looks like to you, buy some Bitcoin with it, put it into a long-term wallet that you're never going to think about for the next 10 or 15 years, and then just open that up and see what you can buy with that. You're probably not going to get a golf course, but who the hell knows? The other thing too, then this is kind of something I've already started to do is that I'll take like, you know, 200,000 sats, 500,000 sats. I'll, I'll create a new moon wallet or a new Phoenix wallet. I'll get to 500,000 sats in there and then I'll just put it into the safe or put it into wherever. And I'll label it like new golf club fund or new car fund. And then it's, you know, you tr keep track of these. And as soon as the purchasing power increases enough where you can purchase that asset that's what you use for this kind of stuff and if you already have a nice stack of bitcoin keep that forever so that's one part of it or you can find you know 20 friends 50 friends 
you put 2000 bucks each, you try to get to one Bitcoin, and then you sit on it for 10 or 15 years. And this doesn't have to be a golf course. This could be a piece of land that you want to build a motocross, whatever track on. This could be a 10 buddies you want to purchase a vacation home in Bermuda with in 10 or 15 years from now. You might not even need close to that amount. You might need a fraction of a Bitcoin. But if you if you can if you can conceptualize everything else falling in terms of Bitcoin and what that looks like, it changes everything. And so that's how you should start thinking about things here. And then if you do have the ability, if you're somebody out there who's, you know, 50, 60, 70 years old, you've built up a really good nest egg. You have this free cash flow. You have the ability to purchase one Bitcoin at these prices. Why? Why not? If you can afford to put 50 or 60,000 bucks into Bitcoin right now, hire somebody to help you with it because you can't just, you know, sign up for an account, buy Bitcoin and know what to do with it. Hire somebody to help you with it and then just put it into a wallet and leave it there for 10 or 15 years. Explain to your kids, whoever needs to know how to access that if something were to happen to you, but put that into a wallet, a fund for 10 or 15 years and maybe just maybe you'll end up with your own golf course. Pretty crazy, pretty crazy stuff. And when I was talking about this a year ago, it seemed a lot more crazy because at that time, I think the price of Bitcoin was what? 17,000 bucks. <laughs> I mean, it's still 46,000 now, but it's still gone up uh, 200% since, or hundred, yeah, close to 200% since then. So kind of to round things out here, and I do appreciate everybody in the chat. This was kind of more of like a, like I said, a thought experiment. It wasn't much Q&A in the chat. We'll save that for Thursdays. This was more of like a, a theory, a presentation on it. So I appreciate everybody being here. And what I will say, if there's anybody new to the channel, new to the show here, we do the show every morning, 8 a.m. We talk about different things like this. We talk about the ins and outs of Bitcoin. Um, so I encourage you to follow along. And if you do want to see if we can get to purchasing our own golf course with one Bitcoin, make sure you follow along. I'm not going to say anything more than that. But if you're interested to see how this whole thing pans out, make sure you follow along here on the journey. And with that in mind, um, that's it for today. This was a shorter show good maybe people actually watch it if it's not an hour long <laughs> so i want to say uh the q a is coming up on thursday every thursday we do a live q a in the chat here and we take questions from email from youtube comments and then we talk about things every thursday morning so if you do have a comment on this if you have a question in relation to bitcoin or a question in relation to anything going on here make sure you email 88sats at proton.me, 88sats at proton.me. Send in your question, or you can just leave a comment here in the comments. Leave a comment in the comments. And if there are people out there who are new to the show and are golfers, I don't talk about this often because it's not the point of this, the Bitcoin journey, but we do have our own golf company. It's called King Golf, K-N-G golf you can find it kngolf 
www.ca.ca. We make custom leather head covers. That's our main product. We make them right here in Manitoba. So we got a bunch of ones you can choose from. Plus, we can customize them with your business logo, with your favorite quote on there, your your colors to match your golf bag, whatever you need. Um, check out kinggolf.ca. We also have a bunch of apparel like this hat. We got hoodies. We got some new golf shirts coming out in 2024 that are incredible. And so we got lots of exciting things going on. So I encourage you, if you're a golfer, check us out. We do accept Bitcoin as well. We offer a discount in Bitcoin as well, which ties perfectly into the show. And so consider that. Leave your XPUB below if you're into that kind of thing, if you're on Noster. If you're not on Noster yet, I would highly encourage you to check things out. You can download uh, the Damus app, D-A-M-U-S, from the App Store, uh, or Primal. I think both are on the App Store now, iOS, Primal. So get on there, start sniffing around. It is going to change how we do the internet. We're currently just at... Um, the social media kind of phase with Noster, but I do expect it to go into a whole bunch of different things. Can we got, can we buy King Golf merch with Bitcoin? Absolutely. In fact, on that note, we started accepting Litecoin uh, three years ago now. And that went over as you would expect it to have gone over. Not well. <laughs> We had a total of zero sales in Litecoin for the first year and a half. And then we switched it to Bitcoin. And in 2023, I think we did about 20 sales in Bitcoin. And kind of what I've been doing here for us, and I don't know if this worked or not, but every time I send an invoice to somebody, I put the amount in dollars. I, I say where you can send uh, PayPal or, or e-transfer in Canada. But I also put the price in Bitcoin. I put our... QR code there. I say you can save 8% by paying in Bitcoin. And I put our QR code on there and I put the amount. And, you know, I don't, I don't know if anybody's actually followed through with that based on the invoice, but it is a touch point for people. And they look at the invoice and they say, why is King Golf accepting Bitcoin? Why are they offering a discount in Bitcoin? Maybe I should take a look into this Bitcoin thing. But because of Noster, because of the golf course thing, like I said, we did have 20 sales in Bitcoin at least in 2023, and I expect that to be even more in 2024. And we are finding ways such as Noster, such as YouTube talking about Bitcoin, finding the Bitcoin community. I feel like Bitcoiners have a much greater appreciation of quality. This whole show is based on a very low time preference which means that you're not chasing dollars. You're not chase, You're not out there getting dollars so you can immediately buy something with that. Because that is how our society has been kind of trained. As soon as you get dollars, you want to get rid of those dollars because they're losing value. And even though people can't really do the math in their head, they, or they can't really conceptualize that, they feel it. They feel that their dollars becoming worth less and less. And so... When that happens, you have a very high time preference. You're chasing immediate returns. With Bitcoin, we flip that whole thing on its head. Everything is very long-term, low time preference. You, you sacrifice some things now for the long-term. 
and you realize that you don't need to be buying dumb shit. You can be investing in something that's actually going to increase your purchasing power in a couple of years from now. Rick says, you'd think that they would rather be spending their Litecoin than Bitcoin. Yeah, I think at that point, though, three years ago, nobody even knew what a Litecoin was. And to try to get Litecoin was harder than Bitcoin. You can't just go onto an exchange, pay cash or pay dollars and buy Bitcoin. You actually have to figure out how to swap that Bitcoin for Litecoin. So there was more friction there for one. Plus, I also don't think anybody knew what Litecoin or Bitcoin was in our community here. But yes, I do agree that, you know, spending Litecoin would be preferred. But whenever I spend Bitcoin, I shouldn't say whenever, I try to. Whenever I, whenever I spend Bitcoin, I try to immediately replenish that Bitcoin that I spent. So there are, there are websites like CoinKite, like, oh, what's that gift card one? Bit, Bit Refill. Very good resource for, for Bitcoiners. Bitrefill.com. You can go on there. You can purchase gift cards with Bitcoin completely anonymously. And I think you actually get a discount on a lot of things by paying in Bitcoin. So where was I going with that? Oh, replenishing. <laughs> so as soon as I spend Bitcoin on something like that, I immediately replenish it with dollars. It's not like I'm just spending Bitcoin to spend it. And that's another thing that Jeff Booth talks about as well, is that, you know, even though over time your SATs balance will go down as you as you go through the next couple decades here, your amount of SATs should probably go down, you'd expect. But the SATs that you do have in your wallet, the remaining SATs, the purchasing power of those SATs will go up. So Bitcoin not only is a revolutionary technology, it is the perfect savings account for anybody. Uh, website here is King Golf. Uh, I mean, that would make sense to do that, but we skipped the I in King Golf. So I put in the chat. KNGGolf. Oh, fuck's sakes. I haven't sworn too much on this show lately. I've been pretty well behaved. KingGolf.ca. Can I delete this one? No. I could ban myself, but that would be a wild end to the show. Okay, so that is it. I hope that you enjoyed the show. I hope that you have been enjoying this daily show, the channel here. I love talking about this stuff. I think that the more you can change your thinking, the more that you can explore subjects like this, because we are going into a brand new world. Everything's being flipped on its head. We're so used to this fiat standard where governments have the ability to manipulate everything. They can print money. They can spend whatever they want to. They're stealing from you every single day through inflation. Even though there's no correspondence that comes out that said, this is how much the government has stolen from you this month. You feel it in increased prices and, you know, real wages going down. Everything costs more now. So we're, we're going out of this system and every single day that we spend building in this new system, the system built on honesty with the inability to manipulate and print, that's where we're headed. So every day, take a little bit more of your energy from the old system and put it into the new system. Whatever that looks like, that could be spending time on Noster versus Twitter. That could be tuning into this show instead of Netflix and educating yourself on Bitcoin. 
all of these things are going to have net positives for the world that we're going into. So I hope you have the best day of your life today. Best Tuesday of your life. <laughs> Why no I? Good question. Um, a few reasons, but we won't, we won't get into them right now. We're rounding out the show. But we do have a hoodie. I usually wear it. It's one of my favorite gray hoodies. But in replace of the eye there, we've started putting different like silhouettes. So for example, on our last hoodie, we had King, K. And then in, in replace of the eye there, we had a silhouette of Tiger Woods. So it said King, but only the letters in gold were K and G. Maybe if I remember, I'll show you next time I'm on here. So anyways, that's the scoop. Hope you enjoyed the show. On your way out, press the like button. It's free to do. It helps the channel. And really what we want to do here is that there are more and more YouTube channels popping up. And there's going to be a lot of questionable ones. There's going to be a lot of people searching Bitcoin, how to buy Bitcoin, how to store it. We want to give them the best information possible because Bitcoin is just a network. And the more good people we have in this network, instead of the governments and the banks, I believe the better the system is going to be, the better this network is going to be, the more and more people like you, like me. So sharing it helps, liking it helps. Obviously, if you're not a subscriber yet, make sure to do that. And we want to keep building here, keep moving forward. So have the best Tuesday of your life, and we'll talk to you first thing tomorrow morning. Bye-bye.